Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Artless Dialogue, where two friends sit down and talk about what's important in the world of business and careers. My name is Ash Mohammed, and I've got over 20 years experience in banking and finance, and the last 10 years of that in various leadership roles. I'm joined, as always, by the fantastic and interesting Saad Rukar. Hi, Saad. Hi Ash, thanks for the lovely introduction. Um, so for all the listeners, I'm Saud Wakar. Uh, I've worked a bit in IT and startups and now I'm starting a career in accounting. This week we've got a really interesting topic. Usually we uh, alternate between uh, technical business subjects and uh, career subjects and this time we're talking about the latter. So this week's topic is interviewing well. And Ash and me are going to talk about um, how to interview well, our perspectives and experiences during it. We're going to talk about what we can do before the interview to prepare, what we should do during the interview and what we can do after the interview to improve our chances of success. At the end, we're going to touch a bit upon what we should avoid during an interview and what things not to do during an interview. Brilliant. Thanks, Saud. And, and this is one of these subjects where I think from um, all the years I've mentored and coached and, and, and even um, the sort of listeners' uh, feedback questions, it's probably the subject you get asked the most on. Um, and, and mainly because it's one of these subjects where no matter what you do, where you are in your career, you will get interviewed, whether it's getting into university or getting your first part-time job in yeah. you know McDonald's or baking or anywhere else or you're climbing the career ladder. Um, interviewing is a critical part because you've got a small window of opportunity, an hour, an hour and a half, to impress someone with everything you've done. So it's the, there, there is a, certainly an, an art to it. Um, and, and prep, uh, you touched on, Sal, is, is really important. So, so I know uh, me and you, we've kind of um, talked about this quite a lot over the, uh, over the recent months. Yeah. So what, what, what are some of the things you, you, you can kind of um, share in terms of prep? Because I know, I know you, you, you're great at this stuff. Yeah, so um, prep and interviews, uh, what did you remind me of uh, that tough time? Okay, so the first thing I'd say, first of all, is uh, research. The first thing you should focus on before interview is research. So uh, two things to research on. First is the company you're applying for a role in. So that would uh, include uh, looking at its website, its social media, and any press releases or news on Google regarding the company, what's going on, its business model, its competitors. So you understand what you're stepping into and you understand how you can like express that interest and that research in an interview. The second thing I'd say is research on your interviewer. I believe that's very important as well. Some basic way to do that is just go on to LinkedIn and um, look him up. Sometimes you get the name of the person sometimes you don't but it's it's no harm uh, there's no harm in trying so because the benefit of that is that once you you've looked at the person's linkedin profile you know who they are what they've studied what experiences they have you can find some common ground and if you are able to do that during an interview then it creates rapport and it helps make the interview a conversation right ash and so i believe research is very important yeah, I think it's such a spot on point. I mean, if I think over the years, whenever I've had vacancies in my in my teams and the people that I kind of have done the research and, and, and if possible, I think just building on your point, if you could reach out to that person and almost ask for some time ahead of the interview, it, 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 even better. Um, because you know that that has such a um, positive impact on 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 the interviewer. Because I will remember that individual because they've taken the time, they've done the research and they've put some time in with me to go, I just want to understand the role a bit better. And I want to hear from your words what that role is about and what some of the challenges are so I can prepare better. And immediately I'm thinking, right, okay, this is a proactive individual. 
they are someone who's thinking about preparation. Yeah. They are someone who's thoughtful and are clearly interested in the role to Absolutely. the point of doing some research. So there's Absolutely. a huge amount of things just, you know, that means before you've even got into the interview, you, you make sure that you're remembered by the interviewer and you've created a positive impression. And that's probably cost you very little in terms of time. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a massive thing. So no, completely agree, So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because as you said, it just shows how willing you are for the role and the interviewer will remember you. And that counts a lot when they're interviewing 10 people, 15 people, or even a lot more for interviews. So uh, moving on from research, the second point I had in mind for pre-interviews, um, the second thing I do myself is a small activity where I make a list of all of my experiences and then I mark which ones are relevant to the job role. Now relevancy could be according to a direct experience, transferable skills, or even a standout activity that would make you jump out, pop out from your from the page. So I mark those relevant activities and then I make a list of uh, four to five characteristics. Um, for example, they would be uh, leadership, um, innovation, uh, problem solving, uh, numerical and technical analysis. And then for each of my experiences, I write next to it those, I, I add those badges. Okay, for example, my internship I did last year. So I did some problem solving, I did some numerical analysis. Uh, the nonprofit I worked for, I did some leadership, uh, I did some problem solving. So these are examples. And what you have then is basically you have a list of experiences and whenever an interviewer asks you a question, for example, tell me about a time when you had to solve a problem, you can just pick out the experience you want to talk about. And in that way, you have a different experience for each question. And second, you don't have to do much thinking, okay, what should I talk about? Where do I go? So it, a lot of, so that this kind of preparation gives you the confidence. And because a lot of people are like, okay, I've never done any inno innovation. But once you list down your experiences, you figure, okay, that is a kind of innovation or I did do something new there. So it gives you confidence. And that's very important going into interviews as well, Ash. Yeah. Oh, I, th I think I think that's a, a brilliant tip for our listeners. And I think um, if you're kind of, whether you're starting out on your career or not, I think that's something um, everyone should do. And one of the things I advise just kind of, um, again, building on that, Sal, is that kind of little table, you, you know, you've kind of created mentally for me, which is, you know, you've got this list of, uh, you know, leadership or innovation, and then you've got your kind of your uh, verticals being your uh, experiences. Yep. The amazing thing about that is you can keep that live. So as, as you progress, you, the first time you might do it, you might go, you know, to your point, you go, well, oof, innovations, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a gap on innovation. I don't really have many experiences. So I'm going to go find that. And, yep. and I think, you know, this is where, you know, we talked about visibility last time and networking and et cetera, and this all kind of comes together. You might go, well, actually my opportunity is going to be in the voluntary sector to do some innovation mm -hmm. or, I, or I might do it something, you know, uh, to help a friend or et cetera. And, and that's your innovation example. And so in theory, what you should have is a set of examples that are the best you've got to date. And, and, and because you've kept them alive, they're very familiar with you yeah and and depending on you know which where you're interviewing most places do you know structured competency type questions and and, and like you said Saud, you know it's usually a kind of you know critical thinking type question where mm. you know problem solving it's a one where it's about communication it's about you know building connections or or leadership they're all kind of of a similar ilk yeah. um so this this means you're adaptable you know you haven't you, you don't have to sit there you know 
thinking through your brain going, oh no, I don't really have an example for that because yeah. you've already done the prep. Uh, yeah. So you're far more uh, fleet of foot when it comes to interview. Absolutely. And, and <clears throat> Go on. No, I was going to say, and, and I think, you know, um, in terms of just kind of the, the structuring as well. So the, the other thing, you know, um, uh, that's a useful tip um, just for your examples is this, you know, uh, technique you know, uh, that's out there called STAR, you know, situation, task, action, result. Um, so as you yeah. write your examples, you know, you should write them as situation, task, action, result. So in your head, your situation should be the headline of your example. And, um, and, you know, the three words, again, I should trade, we should trademark all this stuff, so because, um, you know, three words which you should always think about is, is you know, scale, um, complexity, and importance. Yeah. So your situation should give scale, complexity, importance. Because if it can give that, then fantastic. You know, your task should be very clear. My role was, you know, two, three sentences, no more than that. Your action should be a list of, you know, the things you did and why you did them. So, you know, don't just list that here's, you know, I did this, I did this, I did this. Yeah. You know, why did you do that? Because it's important they understand, you know, your thought process. And then your result should link back to your situation. So as a direct result, this happened. And throw in feedback in your result. So if you do that and you've got those examples, then you've kind of got the interview answer already in your head before you've gone into the interview. And it's an amazing step up for you because, you know, you've just, you've got a massive advantage for yourself. Yeah, no, um, you just reminded me uh, scale, complexity and importance. I I remember hearing these same words from you a few months ago when you were uh, <laughs> um, advising on how to improve my star technique. So good, good throwback. Uh, yes. And just, 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 to, just to add on another thing that uh, came to mind was that um, practice in front of other people. Um, an activity we did a uh, couple of months back. Uh, I hope you remember. So, um, yes, I do. Yeah. So because so once you practice in front of people, you get too used to um, answering interview questions under a sort of pressure in real interview uh, conditions. So uh, whenever you hesitate or wherever you forget what you're saying, so that counts, and the other person will notice that. And at the end of the interview, they'll actually be able to tell you whether <clears throat> they'll be able to tell you whether um what they thought about your answers and whether and you learn whether uh what you wanted to convey was it conveyed well or not and how you can improve on that so so one tip would be interview uh, practice interviews with other have mock interviews with people uh, at your own level and people experienced uh more experienced than you as well because uh as just like i did uh you learn, uh, people will learn a lot by doing this exercise. And I believe that um, goes for at all levels of your career. That is a useful exercise yeah. to practice. Oh, no, 100%. I couldn't agree more. And it's such a critical um, um, tip and thing to do that one, Saud, because it's one of these things that, and, and I, I remember the same, and uh, there's a kind of a call out to um, Jan Ambrose, who, um, uh, who I used to be my coach. I remember I interviewed horrifically um back in the day when i started my career because i would just i would just do very little prep or the prep i thought i did was all written down somewhere and then i'd get into an interview and suddenly you're ha having to now add grammar to your answers and the first time i'm speaking my answer verbally is in the interview and so suddenly yeah. then you go right okay i've I'm not really structured this very well because i've not said it out loud hmm. i've written it down i've bullet pointed it and i've done what i think is prep but it's all been written down. It's never been said out loud. 
And then, as you say, you say it out loud and it comes, yeah. sounds garbled. You're missing stuff out. And then you remember, oops, I forgot to contextualize that bit. And then you're going back down in circles. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's such a powerful thing because um, guarantee it, when you're pre- prepping for an interview, the first time you say your answers out loud, you'll go, all right, okay, I've not said that very well or I've missed a missed a thing or I've missed this massive step that I've just assumed somebody would know. So yeah, I think that's a huge um, piece to, you know, it's a useful, very useful tip to, to make sure you do. Yeah. And uh, while you were just saying that, uh, um, it reminded me that during uh, periods when I was interviewing for a lot of jobs and applying to a lot of jobs, just at the end of my studies, I would be practicing interviews all the time when I'm going to work, when I'm going to classes, uh, when I'm taking a shower, when I'm going shopping, grocery shopping, I'd be practicing interviews in my head and I'll be reiterating and improving them. And my friends and anyone who's with me going shopping, or they'd just be annoyed. South, come on, you just gave an interview two days ago. What, what are you doing? But that really helps because the more you practice, the better you get. And, yeah. and I believe preparation is a big uh, key part of it. The more you prepare, the better you get, the yeah. more practice you get, the better yeah. you get. And um, I think, We've given some good good points for the listeners to practice on regarding uh, preparation. Um, Ash, yeah. so now that we're ready, we've prepared for the interview, the research. What 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 should we do during the interview? Yeah, yeah, and I think this is where it kind of you'll have different people feeling differently um, thinking about the interview because um, you'll have some people um, who just are natural in interviews and can yeah. kind of absolutely smash an interview, probably most of the apprentice, uh, apprentice sort of people that are on this, this year's Apprentice. Uh, I'll, I'll not give any spoilers away. Um, and then there's others who get very nervous in an interview and, and therefore kind of there's some definite um, tips and tools you can use. So I think the first thing is back to kind of, um, you know, some basic things, which is the pace of what you say. So, you know, hmm. You practice, this is where whiteboard practice is really important. So you're not rushing, you're not sprinting through your answers, you're keeping a steady pace, but you're also not monotone. Um, so what you're not doing is, and you're not a news reader reading your answers off a page. And, you know, you've done some preparation, so you're able to actually engage with the interviewers and speak your answers. Now, it doesn't mean, you, you know, you can't use notes or need to memorize all your answers, but it's preparing your notes in a way that give you some structure and guidance so you're not going completely off tangent, but it allows you to have a sensible conversation. Um, and then you're kind of almost glancing at your notes to make sure you're on track and make sure you're not kind of um, going off tangent. So, so I think that's yeah. important. I think the, 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 the bit I certainly see uh, in my experience where an interviewer kind of, an interviewee sort of uh, fails or succeed, succeeds is, is on the situation. Hmm. And you sometimes get people who just skip a situation and go straight into, here's all the stuff I did. So the hmm. question gets asked and then they're into, and I did this and I did that and I did that. Yeah. And as an interviewer, you've got no sense of context. And so hmm. I'm going to do, you know, a, a, another metaphor, because what would the world be without a metaphor in our <laughs> episode? Uh, South. Yeah. But, you know, thinking of it this way is, the, the, say the interviewer is, is blindfolded. Hmm. And your job as an interviewee is to guide them through a, a room. Now, you know, we talked about scale, complexity, and importance. Yeah. Now, if you just kind of matter-of-factly just went straight onto, yeah, and I walked you through the room and we got to the end, right? Okay. Now, they have no idea hmm. what challenges you overcame to get them through that room because you've told them nothing. Yeah. So you're 100% relying on their assumptions. 
and, and what they're going to infer from what you're saying, because you've just listed actions. So scale, you know, well, or we're going to walk you through a room that's 200 foot long. Hmm. It's got ceilings at 100 foot high. So Im- immediately you're now picturing a big room, you know, complexity. Oh, there's a few planks that are only about, you know, six inches wide. I'm going to have to guide you across these planks. Yep. Um, there's some rises, some seesaws. There's some ones that are waving about and it's quite windy. So it's, I'm already giving you a sense of it's complex. It's difficult. Hmm. Importance. You know, the floor, the floor is lava. You know, it's, it's, if you fall in, you are going to, you're going to, it's not going to end well for you. So suddenly I've given you importance. Hmm. Now, when I guide you through that room, you've got a sense of, right, that was difficult. That was hmm. big. And that was important. Yeah. And, and that's your situation. So when you're, when you're positioning your answer to your question, it has to have an element of scale. It has to have an element of complexity and it has to have an element of importance. And, and finally, the fourth sort of missing um, piece of that is the ingredient is the problem statement. Hmm. So what, what is it you were trying to address? Hmm. And that's your situation. Because if you get that right, everything else flows from that. And that's really important to get that across. So there's an element of storytelling here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it all, it all, it would also help engage the uh, the inter- interviewer uh, because they would feel invested and interested in the story you're telling because they know yeah. what the pitfalls are, just like you said, what the challenges yeah. are, and they'll be curious to know. Okay, how did you actually solve these? So yeah. that gives context and it gives. Uh, basically, you're telling a story. It's like you're telling a story, and the listener is interested in the story, and that's and that's how interviews go. And just talking about stories, something I was thinking is that um, during interviews, um, people get very nervous and mm-hmm. uh, they start, they begin to make mistakes or uh, that they wouldn't normally do or they didn't do in a practice. So I think it's very important to remember that an interview is just a conversation where the interviewer will, is going to ask you about the company, tell you about the company, and you're going to Tell them, okay, how can I help you? How can I help you achieve your goals? So just remember, you're just talking to someone and you're going to tell them how you can help them grow a better business, achieve their goals. So I believe remembering that it's just a conversation at the end of the day will help you uh, keep your confidence up and keep you talking naturally and positively and engaging uh, with the interviewer. No, I, I agree, South. And I think there's a, and I think we, we'll talk about this in one of the future episodes. And and Bolton and Bolton do this really well, and it's kind of communication styles. Hmm. And Bolton and Bolton kind of, uh, you know, a bit like Myers Briggs and all these other ones. You know, if your natural inclination is, you know, you're an analytically minded communicator, then back to that kind of, you know, uh, analogy metaphor I'd used, you're going to be quite fact based and logic driven. So you're going to have to very consciously tell stories about context and, and, I, and I've, I've, I've certainly kind of, you know, in my current team and previous teams where you're practicing with someone and mm. they've just told you something and you've gone, well, hold on a minute. What you did was massive on scale. Yeah. It was really complex, but you've just told me, it sounds like you just made a spreadsheet or, you know, you organized a meeting, but the reality was there was multiple stakeholders. It was really complex. There were a few stakeholders that were quite challenging and they're like, yeah, no, no. But the outcome was we, we had a meeting. Hmm. And that's because, you know, that's being a bit self-aware of what your strengths are, Hmm. Um, you know, and if you're expressive and you're a natural storyteller, then chances are your prep should be a bit more about giving yourself some structure. 
and actually being wary that you're not going to go off on a complete tangent. And, you know, uh, an hour into the interview and you've answered for question number one. Um, and then when the interview is kind of summing up and saying, uh, you know, was it concise and um, cohesive? And they're going, oof, not so concise. Interesting, um, but not concise. So I think there is an element of knowing what your strengths are when it comes to communication and then your preparation, you know, in line with that. And if you do get nervous and people do, and, um, and it's kind of perfectly natural to do that, then you might just need to prepare a bit more, practice a bit more in front of people until your answers are a bit more natural. And it's a bit like, you know, muscle memory. If you do get that kind of mind blank, yeah. you've kind of got your notes there to, you know, prompt you a little bit and you've practiced it a few times. So you've got a little bit of kind of confidence to say, I have said this a few times. Mm. If I do get nervous and I get that kind of horrible feeling you sometimes get where you go, I have no idea what to say next you know, then your, your job or your notes there is really to kind of prompt your memory a little bit and go, right, I'm on this bit, right, I know what, I know what to say from here because I've practiced it a few times. And, 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 that, and that's the kind of critical thing here is just being aware of what your strengths are when you go into the interview, what things you need to practice on, whether it's storytelling, whether it's about structure, or whether it's about, you know, just practicing a lot so you, you overcome your nerves. That's, that's the main thing. Absolutely. Um, I agree. And it makes it makes a lot of sense and the things you said they're they're very important um it's important to understand your strengths and plan accordingly because everyone's different and everyone has different ways of talking expressing and explaining so uh, uh, as you mentioned understanding your strengths and um overcoming your weaknesses uh, i believe it's a very uh, good way to go in an interview and okay, so so actually we've prepared for the interview. Uh, we've actually given the interview. I think it went quite well. Uh, but the question is, so now that the interview is over and we're just sitting yep. and we're just worried and we have no idea what's going to happen, uh, what can we do to actually, you know, learn from that? And what should we do yep. after an interview? That's the question. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think, and, and, and just before we do that, there's um, just one thing as the kind of interview um, is is finishing um, I think there's a couple of, sorry, just tips there. Um, one is when you answer your question, don't be afraid to say, does that fully answer your question? Hmm. At, you know, at the end of answering your question, it's a really great prompt to the interviewer to say, if I've missed anything, now's your chance to ask me a follow-up. It's a really clever, polite way, a little trick of, of doing that. Because as an interviewer, I'm not going to get annoyed at someone saying, did I fully answer your question? Because if they didn't, I'll say, well, actually, I didn't get this from you could you explain this? So it's a, it's a, it's a really useful kind of tip um, to do that. Um, the other thing is just, um, especially now, obviously, you know, interviews happening on Zoom. So you're seeing, you know, a number of faces on a screen while you're sitting there. It can be quite difficult because sometimes you're just seeing the top of people's heads. Um, so so don't, don't let that kind of, fit, uh, you know, throw you because that's just, you know, the, the way technology works. But, but bear in mind, keep an eye on, you know, body language if both parties have stopped writing and you're still talking five minutes later, chances are you've, you've, you've made your point and, and, you know, wrap up and move on to the next bit or, or, you know, back to that, you know, have I answered your question fully? Uh, and if the, the answer is yes, then you don't need to carry on talking. So, sorry, I just want to kind of cover those points before we move on to, um, you know, um, the, the, the bit around follow on. Um, so, so, so yeah, so I think, really you, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think in terms of kind of um, follow on then, Saud, uh, 
you're right. This is this is that kind of nervous point. You 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 think you've done brilliant. You know, you think you've done all your uh, your answers justice, and now you're kind of waiting. And obviously, you know, not all of us can uh, pass every single interview, unfortunately, because you know that's just not the not the statistics out there. Hmm. Um, so chances are you're either going to be successful, fantastic, or um, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. And I think there's 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 a number of things to to do, and 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 one is you know that's an opportunity for feedback. Um, so, you know, whether you're successful or not, and, and I've certainly kind of been unsuccessful many times, you know, it's a kick in the guts, you know, you, uh, no matter who you are, it's, it's, it, it does hurt and it feels like a rejection and you kind of feel like, oh, that's it, me done. Um, I'll go do something else. Um, but feedback is so important because it tells you so much. Hmm. One, you don't know if that recruiter is going to be recruiting for another job in another two weeks. So actually by you going asking for feedback just shows your positive, you know, mature attitude, which is I want to improve. And they may have another job in a couple of weeks and they go, do you know what? That's the only person that asks for feedback. Actually, the next role that comes in, it's theirs. So it's, it's, it's valuable for that. Secondly, um, you know, we've talked about lots of hints and tips about practicing for interviewing, mm. but you might have done some of it really well. Some of it you might have done not so well. And actually the feedback is really useful because the interview will say, well, actually, you know, out of the three questions, three answered fantastically. The fourth one, I didn't really know what you were talking about, or it was this, or it was that. that that's the kind of difference. Yeah. So actually, that's really useful for you to then take forward and go, how do I now um, develop that and work on that? So I think feedback and 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 uh, follow up for me is really important. Absolutely, um, feedback, follow up, yeah, because you show the interview that okay, you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to be better next time. And as you mentioned, the interview remembers you. So it's it's a win-win. It's 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 a good thing to do. Um, another thing that remind you reminded me was uh, sending a thank you note. I believe that is really important because um, after you've interviewed uh, someone's interviewed ten people in two days or three days, uh, so you have to stand out. Uh, that's that's your job as an interviewee. So wait a day or two and then just send a thank you note email them or message them or whatever form of communication you have just tell them that okay i had a great time i learned about the organization and i had a great conversation with you and uh, let me know if you need anything else from me a small message like that and then to viewer will remember you okay he actually reached out afterwards he thanked me for my time and that makes a big difference uh, as you go on uh, as and as ash mentioned before um if he has the next uh role opening in his team he might just remember your name and say okay that was a good guy he actually thanked me uh, for interviewing him so um, let's go yeah I, th- I think i think that's a brilliant one and 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 kind of connecting it back to networking um the other thing is as, as well and and you know it's, it's it's kind of sometimes being a little bit cheeky and going actually is this a potential network for me or a potential mentor or a potential mm-hmm. coach for me and, 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 you know, not suggesting that every time you go for an interview, you go and say, you know, can I, can, can you be my coach? But, yeah. but sometimes it's, it's, it's relevant and, and it might be they've given you some feedback and actually you follow that feedback up with, could I have a conversation and, and could you talk me through that feedback? And actually, you know, before you know it, you've started establishing a network. Um, and, you know, the thing with all these kind of things is that there are opportunities and you've got to take the kind of positives from this. Um, you know, whether you succeed in the interview or not, there's something positive to take out of it. And that's the positive thing you'll take into your next interview. And you'll, you'll have improved on that thing and you'll be better and better. And, and ultimately, you know, if you keep that kind of approach and attitude, you, you will get the role. 
Yeah. You will get the role, whether it's in the organisation you wanted or somewhere else, but you will because you've made the improvement and you've taken it forward. Uh, and like you said, you know, you're showing the right attitude. Um, so no, I think that's a really good point, Sal. Well put, Ash. Um, I believe that we've given our listeners a lot of tips and skills and advice on how, how to um, give a good interview. So just to sum up, we talked about our experiences and the importance of interviews. We talked about what to do before an interview to prepare what to do during an interview to impress and what to do after an interview to ensure that you're successful and or that you learn from the experience. So um, I hope the listeners learned something and I hope you, um, everyone practices it uh, when they have interviews going forward. Um, if there's any skills, tips, advice that we've miss, missed, feel free to drop us an interview. Um, I'm sure Ash and myself would love that. We learn and we'll share it with our listeners as well in the future. So just in case you want to drop some um, uh, feedback or something we've missed you can email us at uh, contact at the artless dialogue.com or messages on on me- message us on our linkedin page um talk about feedback ash we received some great feedback on the digital transformation episode last week um what, what are some of the main points that you received yeah, uh, thanks, Aaron. So I think yeah, it was it was an interesting topic. You know, we talked about some of the challenges of digital transformation and why it's happening, and some of the the different um, sort of strategies out there. I think the bit that um, um, a lot of people picked up on um, was you know we talked about the need for a strategy and and how you know digital transformation could be done well, yeah. but also some of the pitfalls of just chasing digital transformation. That seems to certainly touch the nerve with lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of had various um, uh, people, and I won't name names because some of them are in um, senior roles in various organizations kind of going, yes, if I could fix one thing, it would be that, you know, we, we have a very clear strategy that's mm-hmm. across the organization and, and, and actually getting people behind that before we go chasing digital transformation was kind of one point. The other point I think, you know, you, you touched on it um, sorry, last time was data. You know, um, I think one, one of our uh, bits of feedback I'd got was from someone with the email, the subject said data, comma, data, comma, data, exclamation mark, mm-hmm. um, which basically just kind of said, you know, that's that's the big critical thing because digitization just doesn't work without data. Yeah. Uh, and if your data isn't there, your infrastructure isn't there, then you know, I don't know what you're digitizing. So clearly kind of a really um, interesting subject. Um, it, it, it may be one we kind of revisit in season two or three um, uh, to, in, in a bit more detail because clearly it kind of um, uh, started a lot of conversation. Uh, but, but talking about that, what, what's, the, what's the exciting subject we're talking about next week, Sal? Yeah, next week. So next week we're going to talk about another exciting um, technology that has taken the world by storm and is being used in a lot of industries um, all over the world and that is 3d printing so next week we're going to be talking about 3d printing uh, what it is uh, its development and journey over time the applications and how it's being used today and how it can be used in the future so that's our topic for next week if you have any questions regarding that or any specific thing you want us to talk about regarding 3d printing drop us an email at contact at the artlessdialogue.com or send us a message on our linkedin page and before we go just want to remind everyone that if you enjoyed it learned something new uh, please subscribe share it with your friends uh, give us feedback we want to get better every week for you and and on that note um, goodbye everyone Thanks. Goodbye, everyone.